All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you, Lisa. 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 Vanilla. Changing her name. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lisa, for everything you do for this city, this province, and this country. Yep. I don't thank you, though, for the snaps where you send me pictures of smoldering media members. (laughs) It's too much. It's too much. (laughs) It's too much. It's too much. You do return those, don't you? Well, I have to now. You get like a live photo? Well, yeah. I was at the skate there the other day, so I made sure to got one sent out. Or- <laughs> How was that? How was relatively clean doing? Une- uneventful. How's Clean doing? He's doing fantastic. Yeah, mm. except for when uh, Vinny caught him with that stick mm. just under the shoulder pads, above the pants, mm. in that little tender spot. Yeah, mm. knew what he was doing. The big man. That'll yeah. sting you. Whoops. Yeah. Tyler, are you going to talk about Vinny today or not? No, I will not ah. be addressing Vinny Dehane on today's <laughs> podcast. Thank All right. You. Well, if you're that guy, too bad for you. Yep. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, go check out Tyler's Twitter and Oilers Nation every day. Starring Tyler Yramchuk and Liam Horbin. Weekdays at noon. Right here at OilersNation.com. All right. <sighs> Tyler, we're going to start off with a delicious debate as we always do for our friends at Wendy's. I'm going to tell you about the daily face-off survivor game, which I've been out since Monday. You can already make your picks for next week, though. So if you're someone, <clears throat> Dan, yep. who misses the deadline all the time, just go lock one in now. Oilers over half a power play goal in Arizona. As soon as I get back to my laptop, I will. I'm going to do it right now. 
Liam is in. He's at dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com. He is making his picks for next week. It is time to play, everybody. Win yourself some prizes. Win yourself some food. Win yourself all of the rewards you could ever hope for. Eat. Earn. Eat for free. Are you sure that's what you want to go with, Liam? Yes. What'd you pick? What'd you pick? Oilers power play. Yeah. Over one and a half or over half? Yeah. 36% of the field are on it. So it's 36% of the time. I'm going time. Winnipeg. So they they haven't been watching it lately is what you're trying to say. Scored last night. They had a better percentage than uh, the St. Louis blues. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's one way of looking at it. We'll get there. (laughs) Dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com is where you need to go and register. Play the game. It's trickier than you think. It's very hard. It's trickier than you think. And if you're a loser, just download the Wendy's app, scoop up 150 rewards points on their app just for downloading. Why wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. You can use those points to get yourself a delicious chicken Spicy chicken sandwich. Yep. Everybody has a good time with one of those. Dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com. Go register. Go play. Go earn. Go eat. Tyler Ramchuk, what have you got for us today for a delicious debate for our friends at Wendy's? Well, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. The Oilers' bottom six kind of stinks right now. <laughs> so the delicious debate today is, should the Oilers call someone up from Bakersfield to spark their bottom six? Like who, Adam Ernie? Oh, God, no. Actually, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I might be getting there. <laughs> What's he at right now, scoring wise? Like, there's only one goal. There's only one person that like stands out and being called up in terms of forwards. No, Rafa two, Bois? two, yeah. two. Uh, let me guess. Hang on, Adam Ernie one with a bullet. <laughs> there's three: Greg the Egg McKeg, yeah, Raphael Lavoie, Lane uh, Peterson. He wasn't in my top. Xavier Borgo, and I don't know any of the other guys up. How about James Julio. Hamlin? Jimmy ah, Hammer, Jimmy Heat, Jimmy Heaters. Hey, a Hammer. <laughs> okay. To answer the question, can somebody from Bakersfield help this team in the bottom six? The answer is yes, and his name is Raphael Lavoie. I think... Where do you put him? I think I would put him on that fourth line. But I would change that entire fourth line, if I have to be completely honest. I'm changing the entire lineup. Well, we got some new line combos today, friend. Name name them. Okay. My fourth fourth line. My fourth line. Sam Gagne. Dylan Holloway is my fourth line center. And then I would go Lavoie on the who's, right. Who's, who's going from fourth up into the top nine? Into the no top one. nine? Well, so you, you just took Dylan Holloway out of the top nine to put him on the fourth the line. The already took him out of the top nine. He's, he's back in. New line. Oh, sorry, combos. top six, top six. So we got, uh, while we're yeah, talking but about so line The combos. fourth line has to move up to the third line then. I thought we were talking about like my fate, my dreams, because I already did this the you other day. You talk about your dreams I once I tell you what the combos are. Boone Jenner in there. Hmm. I have Travis Konechny in my top six as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's very important. But Derek, Derek Ryan can't stay in the top in the bottom. There's a sentiment though. First line currently: Leon Drysaddle, Connor McDavid, Corey Perry. <laughs> I'm not making jokes. No, I know. The, I'm the reading the news. I'm yeah, Huey Lewis, that motherfuckers. Line, that line scored a goal as soon as they played together. Kane, Nuge, Hyman. That's not good. Why is it not we'll good? get there. One sec. Let, man, you guys are jumping the gun. I got to read the fucking lines. Yeah. The next you think other one's not good. <laughs> I haven't said a word yet. <laughs> We've got Holloway McLeod Fogel line three. Well, that's not good. <laughs> Matias Yanmark noted uh, Guantanamo Bay escapee. <laughs> Derek Ryan and Connor Brown is your fourth line. Now you may go, Liam. Go ahead. You. Yeah. You're full of pizza roll and information. Let's go. I think Lavoie could help this team. By playing. Where, okay, so now to answer Rick's, Rick's question, where's he going? Fourth line? Yeah, sorry, maybe I jumped the gun on Holloway. I was thinking of my dream, like post-deadline, that's what I would do. I would bring up Hamlin, if I have to be completely honest as well, and put them both on the fourth line right now with Gagne and Mark Brown, whoever you kind of want to, Derek Ryan, rotate through that other spot. 
I don't think they would. They would probably call it one guy, but I would think those two guys have more value to this team right now than off uh, five on five than what other people are providing. Do they kill penalties? Lavoie does, yes. And Hamlin also kills penalties when he was here as well. Because, yeah, like anyone who comes up is going to obviously have to eat some PK minutes. Yeah, and that's probably why you can't take Brown and Jan Mark out of the lineup at the same time. Brown Mark is what they call it. Yeah, combination of one. That's one way to s- describe their play. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that's what I, I would like to see. I don't think it's going to happen because Sam Gagne can't even get into this team. And Tyler, he has you more said all lines stink. Time what you mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> like anything. I do think all the lines stink. Yes. Uh, for me, I just, how long are we going to keep doing this whole like, ah, Yanmark and Brown, they can, and Derek Ryan do, they can kill penalties. Brown Mark. Like at some point you need to score and they aren't scoring. They can't piss a drop offensively. I see no problem with the Col- guys above them can't score either though. Uh, that's why I said they stink. <laughs> I don't think they stink. They can't score. If you can't, they can't score, score right now, like those they've never for, scored. The you, three of do them. You forgot about when Ryan, when Ryan McLeod was on that heater. What? Everyone just, everyone just, no, you guys, both guys tried to trade him beside me, and then he came out and put up. I didn't trade anybody. I no said he was fast side. Zamboni. I traded him. <laughs> they're very streaky, and I think putting them together is is going to get you in trouble just because they are so streaky. But when they do hit their hot streak, they do go off. Dylan, However, Dylan Holloway, Ryan McLeod, and Warren. When those three players on the ice break, how many goals do you think the Oilers have scored this year? You asked me this answer last night or question last night. Can I answer? Zero. They have not scored yeah. one goal together on the ice. That's not streaky. That's ineffective. But they're they're they they're, score goal like they they have they, they, so put them with Drysaddle where they scored. Put Fogel and McLeod on Drysaddle's wings where they scored goals. Put them there. I'm happy with that. They're good players there. I just said they stink. I know that line stinks. Okay, I see you. That line stinks. Those two are good NHL players. They need to be put in a spot to succeed. They are just fucking ass right now. They are as a line. (laughs) Thank you, Dan, for your fucking. No problem. For me, like Lane Peterson's got 13 goals on the year in Baco. You signed the guy for a reason. He's 26 years old. Like, call him up. Yeah, that's a good one. You're telling me a fourth line of Lane Peterson and Raffle of is what going to score less than Derek Ryan and Connor Brown? I'm not against that. I just think Let's if do you're then. doing so much jumbling with your forward line since coming back from the break, a decision to bring somebody up from Bakersfield can't be too far away if you can't find anything within your 12 already, right? Or 13, I guess, with Gagne as your extra guy. Bringing up Lane Peterson, <laughs> Derek Ryan was basically in the goal yesterday and didn't score. I just think it's it's got to the point where it's like, okay, like everyone's riding the Derek Ryan from last year. That's why I, I'm riding the Derek Ryan who plays on the wing. I think Derek Ryan as a winger is significantly better. And winger that, is center though. That puck, if he ended up in the net last night without the puck, that puck's probably not going to go in the net with him. Like I know, regardless I, of his position. Yeah. I also do. I was looking like him and Ryan McLeod actually have pretty solid possession numbers together. Like, do that. Run that as a duo for a bit. I just think, again, Knobloch is switching up the top six and putting McDavid and Drysdale together and all that. And it's just ignoring the problem that it's the bottom six that sucks. At that point, it's almost the bottom nine. There is another thing, score. too, though, that I think's kind of been lost in a lot of this. Do you remember earlier in the season, it was Gagne, Hamlin, and Ryan were the fourth line. And they would go out and have great shifts. It was like eight, eight games in a row. They were like very effective players under Knobloch and they were being put in positions to have success 
playing like 10 minutes a night, no more. But they were going out there, drawing penalties, creating some chances, get, keeping the puck in the offensive zone. This fourth line currently, I actually forgot Matias Janmark played last night. Like, he, I just don't see how those three are having success at the moment. And it's frustrating to see them continuously play when you have Sam Gagne come in, he plays one game. And granted, it wasn't his best game against, who was it, Detroit the other night. Yeah. But when the guy hasn't played for two weeks, he did his game before that was the Calgary game. I That's think his, I think unfair. The thing with Sam Gagne, though, the fact he doesn't get the PP or the PK is what really hurts him. But I agree. Not that to I, say the PK sh- is great light right now because the PK is struggling yeah. right now. He's given up seven goals. Too many. And that is definitely a factor in it. But also, if Sam Gagne, if... Matias Janmark, who that's his ro- who he's rotating with, isn't doing anything at five on five offensively by contributing with points. But Sam Gagne is. Which one becomes more valuable? You know what I mean? Because most of the game is played five on five. Uh, well, there's always oh, that whole night. defense. Wins, <laughs> last so night, yes. There's always that. There's always that that statement that defense wins. So maybe. I just think it's player. interesting. We've gone from a point where Gagne was playing literally on the second line at points this season. Well, I, I now almost, he's not in the team. I almost run the three centers again. What I find interesting is how drastically different the line combos are from what was working during the 16 game heater. I know they kind of dip towards the end of it. Totally get that. But that we haven't gone back to like that at all. I find that interesting. Dry McLeod and Fogel were really good. That line was great. And I just, again, I get in the moment as a coach, I'm sure you're facing a lot of pressure to try to do something and feel like you need to do something. But like, that three was working, and that top line is so good with McDavid, Hyman, and Nuge. Weren't last night, though, to be fair. Yeah, last night was a bad night for them. But again, like, can they not have bad games? And you of course. Keep, like, I just would like to see some level of consistency from the Lions. Which is interesting because Nobby, when he first came in, that was like his MO, is just provide some consistency. And he did for a long time. And the thing is, so like, there's no consistency in the top six right now. They're jumbling it all up, but there's consistency in the bottom six, which isn't good. And it's like, hey, now it's been however many games of this bottom six not being good. It's not just one bad game and three good games. I think they need to go back to running that top nine and a fourth line. So when you tell you top, top nine, sorry, you need to spread out your offense between those nine spots. And really make it hard for the team to defend you. What was the third line? The third line. Would you like me to run it? Sorry. What was the third line when McLeod and Fogel were on dry settles wings? Kane. Was it Kane, Ryan, and Plank? Kane would have been there for sure. Was it Brown? <laughs> Could have been Brown. But now you look at it and you say, okay, so hypothetically, that top six is what it is. Your first line, and McLeod and Fogel. Okay, so you now have Kane on your set third line left wing. Now you've upgraded over Derek Ryan with Dylan Holloway as a sentiment. And then on your right side, you've upgraded Derek Ryan, or uh, Connor Brown, sorry, to Corey Perry. It's like, to me, that top nine is really, really good if you roll it that way, you know? But instead, I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think this is, I said it on the last show, I think this is Knobloch's first mistake, and it's... It's getting bad. In the game against Seattle, the one, the comeback win, they ran Drysaddle, Fogel, and Kane as a second line, outshot the Kraken 7 1, and outscored them 2 nothing. Yeah, that's nice. nice. Yeah, and then it leaves I- you with, then it leaves you with <laughs> McLeod and Holloway and Perry. And that was good. Yeah, I'm not against that. Greens Vegas, that was a good one. Are you saying signing Corey Perry ruined the juju? No. No. (laughs) You know what? Yeah. I think that- Somebody's got to say it. I think I said it on this podcast at the end of the winning streak where I just feel like this time now is where Knobloch is trying to figure it out. And 
I agree with what, like everything you guys are saying, but it just feels like to me, like Knobloch just wants to see it on the ice and prove it for himself with some of these combinations. Because whilst like you, you guys are, you guys are articulating all the points. Like when we saw the winning streak, we didn't see these combinations. We didn't, we didn't see the scramble and the, the almost like, it's almost like a question mark as to what's working with this team still. And so like part of me wants to say like, let's just pump the brakes. But then part of me is saying like, Knobloch has been the head coach longer than Woodcroft was the head coach of this team. Like this is his team now. And he has to be the one to answer this question for us. Not four dudes just sitting in a room coming up with the answer or five dudes sitting in a room coming up with the answer on their own. Like it's just, it's frustrating to watch as a fan. Knobloch making the same mistakes that Woodcroft was making and Woodcroft is fired. I just, so it's a, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just picked a random game from January. Just curious what the line combos were. So early January, the Oilers played the Blackhawks. The line combos were first line was Nuge, McDavid, Hyman. Second line was McLeod, Drysaddle, Fogel. Third line was Kane, Ryan, Brown. Fourth line was Ernie, Hamblin, Yanmark. Sorry, what was the third line? Kane, Ryan, Brown. Okay, so it was what I thought it was. Except and and how did it do? So they won. Well, was that the 4 1 game? Uh, was that the game where they got like two goals called off? Was it the home game? This is the home game, yep. Yeah. Uh, the Bedard shot game. Mm. So my other problem with this, and it's kind of something you touched on there, Dan, like we're not learning anything from mm-hmm. these current lines. Like, I think this is an interesting trial period for the Oilers leading up to the deadline. Where like, let's see what you got in some guys. Like they moved Dylan Holloway up to the top six last game for two periods. Yeah. And then they went away from it. Like it, <laughs> what I want to see is like some legitimate experimentation. If we're going to start jumbling it up, give Dylan Holloway three games with Leon Drysaddle. So, you know, come deadline day, do we have something there or is he a third liner? And we know exactly what it is. Or if you're not going to do that, play Dylan Holloway at center for three games. Yeah. Maybe he's the type of guy who flourishes with a little bit of extra skating in his game. And he can, <laughs> maybe he can handle the defensive responsibility, like play him there three to five games, staple him there and say, I'm going to let him try figure this out. It- Here's another thing too, like, sure, you can experiment with your lineup and everything, but you're playing critical games right now. Mm-hmm. You've played Vegas, you've lost, you've played the Kings, you've lost, and now you're playing the Dallas Stars tomorrow. And you have shaken things up. You're in a race here to actually get some good standing in the Western Conference. Yeah. And you've just gone through a stretch where you played the East a lot. And now you have th- throwing it away if this is what they're doing to like experiment with your lineup towards the deadline. We are not guaranteed a playoff spot. We're probably pretty yeah. much locked in, yeah, but like back here again. No, 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 no. I'm not saying six. I'm not saying they're not going to make the playoffs. But what I'm saying is like, don't get comfortable because you've won 16 in a row that you think you can just do it because playing Vegas in round one in Vegas is not ideal. You need to get that second spot in the division. And now is no time to be wasting trying to experiment and see if Corey Perry can keep pace with Connor McDavid or if it's Ryan McLeod, Holloway and Fogel can figure out how not just to sprint around for 45 seconds and shift and actually put the puck in the net. No, now is the time to be winning these hockey games. You should have done this when you played Chicago, San Jose and Montreal in a row, whatever it was. I disagree a little bit. I think they've built themselves up a bit of goodwill. And I'm fine with Knobloch experimenting and trying to see some things. But like right now, the experimenting is Leon Dreisel and Connor McDavid back together. 
okay, we know that that works. We know they can score together, but we also know it leaves the rest of the lineup relatively depleted. We also know come playoff time, we're not doing that game one of the playoffs. So like, why? It's just, it's a waste of time for me. Try to, if you're going to experiment, experiment with some things that actually have a chance of being long-term successful plans. Do you think it's like a new coach trying to give a wake-up call to the rest of the team? I thought that I stop looking at these two guys to do everything. Like, Hey, we're going to put them together, have that line together. We're going to put Corey Perry there just because we don't have anyone else we can put there. Three MVPs we want on the same line, baby. But we want the rest of them to, like, we want the rest of you nine to try and carry your own weight. Like, get out there and... Uh, I thought I that too, Rick. Sec- oh, sorry, go ahead, Dan. Yeah, I was just going to say, I thought that too when the defensive, when we changed the defensive pairings all and... Uh, like on mass, well, and we see, thought that that was going to be. They were, they, were, they were seeing if they could make that trade or not, and see what we can. But the issue there for me is, is that they got away from it. They bailed out because it was so bad that they get away from it, and and that's the thing. And Tyler said it: you're not learning your from your le- your mistakes there. You're not learning your lessons if you continue to do it, and you and then you bail out on it the minute it goes bad. Stick with it for three games if you think that this is something that you're worth looking at, and if you don't, then stop playing around with it. I want to wrap this up on the line combos really quickly, but Tyler, uh, you said you didn't like the second line also. I'm just curious why. So that one's new Hyman Kane. I don't think Nugent Hopkins is a center anymore. I think we kind of know that. His he's most, much better on the wing. He's much, much better on the wing, and I know that trio... They had one game. I was just digging through the game log trying to figure out when it was. Cause there's I think, also nothing wrong with saying Nuge is better on the wing. Yeah. Either. I love him on the wing. I think, I think he's a very, very good top six. What winner. does he lack at center position? The ability to actually drive offense. He's a complimentary offensive player. And I know, Hey, that goal against Detroit would show you otherwise, but he's not the kind of guy who scoops up the puck in his own end, carries it into the offensive zone and sets up a play. He's the guy who, sits around the perimeter a little bit, does the giving goes with Connor. There's just, he doesn't have that offensive driver to him that I want that you get out of a McDavid or dry when they're down the middle Evander Kane. We know he kind of comes and goes and Zach yeah. Hyman, Zach Hyman is a high end complimentary player. I just think those are three complimentary top six wingers and none of them are a play driving top six centerman or a play driving winger even. For our friends at Wendy's, if you're listening to this, I want to know who you think, if anyone should come up from the Bakersfield Condors and who you would replace on the current roster. I'd like to know. Adam Ernie is coming in. Do you replace Connor McDavid? Maybe. That's up to you to tell us. Never tried it before. Never I, tried it before. I think we all know if someone's getting called up, it's probably Adam Ernie. I feel I like just, that's just what's going to happen. Oh, and radio podcast. Move. Hit us that's up. A safety move. I know, but like, again, you have a month until the deadline. <laughs> no, I just feel like if they're going to take that, if they're going to make that move, I, love- I think you got to make the <laughs> offensive move, not the safety move. Yep. I love how much you dislike Adam Ernie. It's not even that. It's like, <laughs> okay, what is Adam Ernie going to do? Come not up much. and play physical. Bang and crash. Yep. But he didn't Great. even do a lot of that either. No, <laughs> no, I'm not arguing. He had a couple of shifts out there. You're like, oh, oh. It's quite a hell of a goal though. That there's, was a couple shifts over like three weeks. There is upside. <laughs> if Lane Peterson comes up and can be trusted the lane to train. win face-offs and is like a good Former defensive Columbus centerman. Blue jacket here. Mm-hmm. Obviously we know. Hell what you're doing yeah. Here. Hell yeah. He? He's been everywhere. Go on. But <laughs> if Lane Peterson can turn into a legitimate fourth line center view, like an upgrade on Derek Ryan younger, maybe he moves a little bit better then that kind of changes. That could change your deadline plans. If Ralph Lavoie comes up, goes on a heater and scores three goals in seven games for you and is playing physical, crashing and banging, then it's like, oh shit, that's an everyday player for us come playoff time. Like take some chances on guys with upside. I'm just sick of like Yanmark Brown. Yeah, Brown Mark. Like, <laughs> Brown Mark's in their head now. It, to me, there's just, there. there's maybe some upside with Connor Brown because he at least, and I know this sounds the crossbar dumb. last night. Yeah, like, 
There is upside, and it's fucking frustrating because exactly. you just can't somehow F-bomb. put it inside the net. But like Yanmark, we've seen it. Derek Ryan, thirteenth like, forward. Last night when Connor Brown was on the shorthanded two on one, I'm screaming at my TV to shoot, and he just tried to. I get it. He's got it no like, hey, Listen, right without now. that pass attempt, there was no power play. Agreed. Understood. Rip the fucking puck. Yep, bro, you haven't scored in nine years. May I have the final closing comments on the fourth line? Sure. You may. And calling up someone from Bakersfield. I think Greg has said it good yesterday on O&E, where he just said that line has no identity. If Which you, line specifically? The, the fourth? F- the, the fourth, fourth line. line. Gotcha. Yeah. Milk carton the, line. The identity is that they Missing play dead? good when the others are shorthanded. <laughs> you bring up Lavoie, Peterson, play Gagne. That's a line as an identity of like trying to prove themselves to be everyday NHLers again. All in different ways. All different spots in the career, I think is fair. I just think that's what the others are really lacking right now is a bit of belief in those guys. And it's, I think all three of those players, Brown, Mark and Ryan, Ryan, Brown, Mark. This is all coming together. <laughs> all right. Bill, Bill's the worst going player on. in NHL history. His name, Ryan, Brown, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> this is all coming together. Boys, we are putting the work in. They're German. It's just... Fucking God can penalty kill like a demon. Oh, Ryan Brownmark. I would love to go through every fourth line in the league. Why do you hate yourself? And just see where in the league they go back an hour. No, 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 not throughout. That already hurts. I would just like to see the production it brings because yesterday's a bit different but we looked at Washington's because we're so bold as to offer a guess <laughs> we're probably 32nd probably wherever we are in the league zero. yes I looked at Washington yesterday and granted they have Tom Wilson on their fourth line right now yes their fourth line is 25 goals Dave, well, but that's because yeah. they like if the Oilers buried Evander Kane <laughs> on the fourth line for a game you couldn't sit there, like but that Tom count. Wilson's uh, that's fair but still even if you take away Tom Wilson they have 13. Yeah. Nick Dowd and Beck Malenstein uh, have combined for 13 goals. Like, yeah. And like, if you put Abbe really Bell there instead of Wilson, which is, I think, what it usually is, it'd be 18 goals. So. Speaking of Nick Dowd, Still if you good. joined us on the stream last night for the watch along, we learned that last night, Derek Ryan, the cost to acquire him is a first round pick at least. Yeah. Pardon the, me? The, yep. uh, to get Derek Ryan off our team right now, you must pay a first round pick. That's yeah. Right. Why is it not done already? <laughs> well, see, we were workshopping well, because we made it up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, so is this coming from like a real idea. place? Not like we yes. speak it into existence. <laughs> oh, we're, oh, the old manifesting. That's what we're trying to do. All right. Well, so listen, if have, you made out, a clip, have you made a clip or something like that? The clip this was because that's don't. That's was, how the Oilers going to get. That's how the Oilers going to see it. Was the TikTok clip it camera say on. that we all as a group co-sign. Yeah. yeah. Derek Ryan for a first round pick. Derek Ryan, Sean Monham, pretty much the same player. Just like Nick <laughs> Dowd is apparently the cost is going to be a first round pick. We were talking about it last night. Derek Ryan only has five fewer points. Yeah. <laughs> Love Derek Ryan, but like I said, I think we're riding the Derek Ryan from last year and it's not who he is. Tyler just checked out of this. I'm scrolling through daily face off. Give me a team. I'll tell you how many goals they're for. Oh, I'm uh, trying the to San Jose Shocks. It's the Leafs, I think you got to be looking at. Ooh, okay, I'll do Leafs. I'll do Leafs. I was just about to go through everyone as well. Reeves. The Leafs fourth line has 14 goals this year. Was okay, that good? who's on their fourth line? Bobby McMahon got three of them in one game. Noah Gregor and David Camp. I well put in Reeves there as your actual fourth line. He has more than one, doesn't he? Not Reeves gets healthy scratch most of the time. True. San Jose Sharks—they're a really bad team, right, Liam? I believe so. Don't worry. Fourteen goals in their fourth line. (laughs) Okay, someone asked me what the Anaheim Ducks have. How many goals the Anaheim Ducks? Thirty-two. Seven. 
Oh. One player, Sam Carrick, has all seven goals. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Do you see? So Ross Johnston, Gregor tweeted this stat the other day. He has played in, I'm going to actually get his proper number of games played here because the number <laughs> Gregor put out was absolutely insane. He has played in da, 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 174 career NHL games. He just hit the post for the first time ever the other day. Just nothing but net. <laughs> he, he has nine <laughs> career goals. He's never hit a goal post before. Oh, which I is found wild. one. That's I found one that's less than us. Go ahead, Dan. Yes. Vegas. No, Nashville. It's the Nashville Predators uh, with Igor Afenisev, Mark Jankowski, and Dennis Gurianov, who have a combined two goals. Wow. Again, this possibly be the Mark Jankowski that was the best player Isn't, from the 20. Uh, I think it might be. Oilers it is, yeah. like one goal better than that. That's still, hey, that's better. Well, <laughs> one of those guys words, might be like on the verge of making his NHL debut. He's maybe never played a game. 31 of 32. Ain't bad. Um, I don't know, Tyler. All I hear is I'm correct and you're not. <laughs> sure. It's worth discussing. Just like this next part where I have to read it verbatim. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order. Dan is leaving the studio right now to go pick up his DoorDash. (laughs) On their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION25. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code NATION25. Don't forget... That's code Nation 25, 25% off your first order with DoorDash offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms do apply. Can't wait for Dan to walk back in and offer treats to the boys from whatever DoorDash order he just picked up. Probably Wendy's. Wendy's? I bet he got Wendy's. Why wouldn't you? He got his four vanilla frost, five vanilla frosties. Here he comes with all his frosties. Yep. So here comes Dan with his DoorDash order. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, how many frosties am I getting? Five. Five. Okay. Yeah. Sharing with the boys. The, well, I thought they we were here. Get a lick of one plate of one spoon. The Chicago frosties. <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks have nine goals from their fourth line this season. So are we legitimately in thirty-one of thirty-two? On the yeah, 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 yeah. But we're not thirty-two. All right. Well, you asked. I found I'm it. Just saving it to the end. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. The centerman for the Colorado Avalanche has more goals than our fourth line does <laughs> on their fourth line. Andrew Cogliano has more goals than the other fourth line. Because he learned everything playing here. That's why. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Yeah, we taught him everything. Another, always another. Pull it together, Liam. Uh, who delivered? For our friends at DoorDash, I want to know who delivered. Last night, the Oilers game, well, it didn't go so well. 6-3 loss to St. Louis Blues. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it outside of a few elements within that game, but I want to know who delivered. Since Tuesday. Yeah, so we the Detroit game counts, right? The Connor Detroit McDavid did. Connor McDavid did. Rick is in first for our friends at DoorDash. Yeah, I don't know why you guys kept asking questions. I'm just gonna take this one. <laughs> hey, listen, you got four goals in that without or sorry, four or sorry, six assists in that one game. I don't know what my issue is. And then uh you can see he wants to win more than anybody else on the ice. He's not out there just doing the normal offensive stuff he does. He's out there hitting he's out there taking bodies, out there body checking. He's Reminds me kind of what, not to the same extent of what you saw out of like Prime Aginla when it was like when we were playing them, like don't wake the bear. Connor's out there doing that stuff. He's banging bodies. He's making sure he's getting back in the defensive zone. Uh, he stopped a, a cross ace pass last night. And then obviously the points are just, it's too easy for him. Nine assists in his last two games for Connor McDavid. Pretty good. Wrote about that not in bad. three key things this morning at withersnation.com. There's a little stat that I'm trying to vamp until I can find oh. it. Ah, here we go. Most assists in a two-game span in NHL history. 1986. Wayne Gretzky had 10. Oh, what a way. 2024. Connor McDavid had nine. Gretzky had nine over the course of two games three times, 85 
did it twice in December of 85. <laughs> also in February twice in, December, twice in December of the same year. Uh, Gretzky did it again in 86. So that's four <laughs> times Gretzky's on the list. Oilers defensive coach Paul Coffey in there, March 1986. Adam Oates, January 1991. And old Tyler's favorite player that he's watched all his life, Billy Taylor Sr., March 1947. Mm. He's always wearing that Billy T jersey. It's true. That's Oilers legend, wool, Adam Oates, by the way. <laughs> That's Oilers legend, Adam Oates, by the way. Yes, Let's of course. That you know part. how people have comfort shows that they watch before they go to bed all the time? Like, <laughs> yeah. I only watch The Office, things like that. No, for me, it's old Billy T highlights. I just throw them <laughs> up on YouTube and I drift on off to Dreamland. <laughs> Thinking of sitting in the Montreal Forum with a cigarette and a top hat. Well, the fun part about it is they probably weren't on TV. So you're just watching YouTube videos of the radio broadcast. Yeah. Of people recounting times that they watched him play. Yeah. 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 So shout out to uh, Tyler's. I mean, I asked Tyler before we started recording. I was like, who are you bringing on a jersey down to Arizona with with you this weekend? He goes, I'm not going to bring an Oilers jersey. I'm going to bring Billy T. Billy T. Yeah. Senior specifically. (laughs) Not junior. <laughs> junior got too cocky. Tarnished yeah. the family name. Politics. And <laughs> all politics. Let's For our friends at DoorDash, Tyler. <laughs> for our friends at DoorDash, Tyler, who delivered for oh. you over the last handful of days? His, his stat line wasn't great, but I'm going to give him some love for his performance against the Red Wings. Stuart Skinner gave up four goals, but he yep. faced 38 shots. And like you look at that, that score at the end of the game, 8-4, and you're like, whew, blew him out. If it wasn't for Stuart Skinner, they're probably down by two goals going into the oh, third easy. period. So sure. I, the stat line wasn't incredible, but I just thought Stuart Skinner really grinded for the Oilers against Detroit. I didn't think he should have gotten the start against St. Louis. I felt like that was a Pickard game. I also felt like they could have given him a bit of a mercy pull after two periods because the boys were not helping him out at all. Yeah, a little rest. Uh, I give him a, a shout out for his performance against Detroit. Stuart Skinner delivered. Well, sneaky peas in the in the net tomorrow. Yep. Whatever. <laughs> Liam for reference door. We'll get yeah, there in a second. Work. But no, I think you're doubling down on winning the Arizona game at this point. Yeah, you got to win one. <laughs> and they know we're coming. So they're like, why yeah, win know. too many? Hey, man, I'll let everybody else have some time. solid. Hey, sneaky peas Playing going way in. I don't mind. above no his weight class right now. Sure. Liam, for our friends at DoorDash, who delivered for you over the last half of days? My friends over at Betway delivered to me yesterday when I they allowed me to bet two plus assists on Connor McDavid for plus 265. Like how did that make any sense? I don't know. And you gate kept it. You didn't tell anyone. No, you got to be a secret. Why? Because I wanted to make Share sure it wealth, worked. Bro. Well, tomorrow we all know now. You're excluded from our Arizona squad. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm hammering that in Arizona. Maybe not tomorrow. Dallas is real good, but against Arizona, Connor's picking up two more. I'm just doing it every game. We just got to make he sure does, we do he's not Saturday night or early, early, early Sunday morning. Yeah, good point. Yeah, we got to figure out the VPN situation, allegedly, in my opinion. Betway's going to pay for my trip, essentially, is that's what Liam's saying. Yeah. Yep. Me too. I accidentally bet on the comeback last night. Whoopsies. Yeah. Listen, too. after the five goal third period <laughs> in the game before that, it's it was understandable. Plus thirteen hundred. I got at Nation Dan. You can't miss on that. No, if you get the opportunity to bet on a plus thirteen hundred, you got to take it. Nation Dan for our friends at DoorDash, who delivered for you the last time, a couple of days. Well, it feels like the broadcast is really trying to uh, sell me on this guy, but uh, I'm going to give it to Corey Perry for his performance the last few games. And just since he's become an Edmonton Oiler, um, other than the boot speed, which we knew was going to be an issue, uh, he's come as advertised everywhere on the ice. He's stirring it up. He's in front of the net getting into the goalies grill. It's it's you love to see it from Corey Perry. He's given us what we need and uh, you know, Almost started the comeback last night, even. And so, yeah, Corey Perry gets my delivery. 
before I give my <laughs> who delivered? delivery. I don't know. I We're very delivered today. I, d- I always go to my hot performer of the week cadence at the end of my statements. And it just didn't work that time. Did anybody else think that Nobby should have challenged the Bouchard non-goal in the first period? No, I do. I'm, I didn't want to, I don't know. I think, I, I don't know. I think situationally it made sense not to just because you're, you go down and then you go down again. What was the score at the time? Zero, 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 two minutes in. Yeah. Early, early days. I would have, but do you think any of that wish of wanting it has anything to do with that other one from a bunch of games ago where he didn't? And no, you're like, I, I think, think that, that like, like, first of all, before we go find a forward or a defenseman for this team, coach. can we go get Jeffrey back? Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy can we go get him back? Jeffrey, Jeffrey Koopal. That's his Jeremy cousin. Koopal. Whichever one. Can we go get them back, please? What? They should have paid him. I don't know what the reason was, <laughs> but they just should have. Even if he was getting a better job career wise, they should have just paid. Yeah, him. just match it. Yeah. Because like I'm to your point about Jeremy Koopal, like I'm betting he would have challenged that last night. I just feel like there were times where we were like, oh, damn, we got scored on. And you're like, I'm about to stick your hand in the Dorito bag. And like, hold on a second here. Ooh, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? And then they show this replay from 45 <laughs> seconds ago where Koopal notices one thing that nobody else yeah. did. And he was like, that's why all five of us Whoa. have Koopal jerseys. <laughs> you know, but there yeah, was that I, game. He disallowed three. That was so sick. Like, ridiculous, trick. man. So, so yes, so, I, I, yes, I kind of wanted it. I think that they would have gotten the Corey Perry veteran bounce as well, because he got pushed in there. Yes. That's he the, flopped. They have told Corey. Yeah. Okay. You're an NFL fan. Mm-hmm. When you see, do they, do they not tell the officials to allow plays to finish out and then they can go back and auto review. If we scored that goal, it almost gets auto reviewed. Does it not? Yeah. Every goal isn't every goal reviewed. Yeah, but the ref said no. Yeah, so this is the ref. Another Challenge. time of the stripes putting their egos, they're putting their I know better ahead of the actual what's good for the game. Those refs had egos last night too. Challenge. Dude, those- and you know what? In hindsight, what's another penalty on the pile last night? I mean, this is the beginning of the pile, so yeah, we wouldn't even know what's happening. <laughs> wouldn't even so have noticed. The, I, I went on a rant about the refs, and I really don't want to do it again, but in the- Eight penalties for the Oilers. Seven in a row. In the final 40 minutes of that <laughs> hockey game- the Oilers were shorthanded for 14 of those minutes. Yeah. The Blues yeah. were shorthanded for zero of yeah. those minutes. And they got zero power plays against the Red Wings. What is this? Can you imagine? I think it was like Speck or someone, one of the media guys tweeted like, there would never be a scenario where the Oilers get eight power plays in a game. No. Refs would be petrified to do that. Mm-hmm. Never mind teeing a guy up. They would never th- to give the Oilers a four minute power play. Tina no. guy out for skating away and turning the head and yapping at like this, at this volume, not like slapping your stick against the boards. Like Hughes did last night after his issues, like he went and broke his stick a couple times. Anything? Nope. Did you see what Hughes said to Arvidsson in the yeah, box? They so pay good. me to, they, but did you people see what the to Kings tweeted play. out after? Also great. Also, what great. did they tweet? The Kings tweeted out uh, people them. pay uh, people watch no, people, people pay to pay watch, watch you lose. Yeah, oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, that's, like the same thing, that's the same thing as that thing in Toronto with the slap shot goal, the empty netter. Oh like, yeah, I love that play and love the reaction to it. I have no issue with the reaction. Just don't cross check him in the head next time. Drop your gloves and start hitting them. Little bit of wrestling. Does am I unfair in feeling like? 
I wanted to see Knobloch having more meetings with the referees last night and he, giving he really, them earfuls. He really doesn't do that, does he? Yeah, no. like, I would have liked to see like the Woody ejection yes. from earlier in the season. Oh, that was like I miss Woody. God I think I think that the, I think I'm I feel like I'm turning on Knobloch a little bit in just in that I wanted to see that and maybe the cameras didn't catch it and maybe somebody that was there can dispel me of this. But I I just felt like I feel like at some point the players have to stop being pissed off about the referee and the coach has to step in and say something and And have his guys back where I'll maybe like defend him not doing it like first year head coach yeah. maybe For, yeah, yeah like half a I, season. D- I do agree with you but i'm like maybe he's sitting there being like ah like i, I need to watch my but i just but like watching the team like the team goes off the rails right now yeah. when they when the refereeing is going against them and, and it was before even before knoblock came in yeah. here if the refereeing gets out of hand our team just loses the plot and Vinny, i like i don't blame him for being that frustrated but you have to as a coach tell Vinny to calm the fuck down too yeah. I want to see Knobloch say something afterwards. Yeah. In front of the microphone. You've had a lot of chances. Calm Let's down. Let's get the Mac T fine thing going. Yeah. Find, find the right words. Find a way that they cut as deep as possible using the nicest words possible and do it that way because you get more of a league wide type of a thing rather than during the game. It just becomes these guys are out there. Obviously, these refs want to be noticed out there. Their moms are in the stands or something like that. They need to be noticed. So all that's going to do is get turned into a pissing contest with them. And you're going to lose that all the time. Yep. Um, put it out there like we're doing right now on the microphones. Try and do it, you know, as strategically as possible. And I'm fairly certain they'll put some dollars up on the board to cover any fine. Listen, if we can't believe in game management anymore and even up calls, what do we have to believe in? Another another option they have is to um, just bring me along everywhere and just I will yell at yeah, him. just put me close and I'll take care of it from there. I just that is to Dan's point. That is one thing I would like knoblock a little bit like i know he's very much like his highs Bench or microphone either way but something has to his get his highs there. aren't highs and his lows aren't lows he's very much in the middle but like there comes a time when you got to see a little red yeah and i mean like i'm he, not saying jim Playfair strip and throw all your clothes on the ice if you do Nobby i mean no we'll clip on. it and we'll post it glenn gulletson glenn gulletson can clear the fucking stands with just, a stick i'm just mark saying stewart the little elbow there because mark stewart's a scary looking dude yeah. Yeah. you start him yelling i promise you that ref's not coming by the board the yeah you know yeah. actually you know what because maybe I, I just me trying to give knobloch the benefit of the doubt like maybe he knows that's a card he he wants to play at the right time but maybe that's where you're right you walk over and to dance my dude you just walk over to mark stewart and go like <laughs> Sick boy. Just have him on the shoulder. Paul Coffee just starts pulling cup rings out of his pockets and throwing them at everybody. <laughs> Fuck you. Pops another one on his finger when he's done. He's like, I got extra. Four more. I got four more. <laughs> See? We're coming up with solutions here. Anyway, refs were terrible. Seven consecutive minor penalties for the Edmonton Oilers last night. Eight in total. They did get three chances on the man advantage. Went one for three. Although I would argue the first power play attempt was the worst power play work I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. It's been like, it's, it's been bad for, it's just, it was four, so bad. Four game, like game 12 of the 16. I also had to add my qualifier. 
I'm an Oilers fan, so I'm used <clears throat> to watching the best yeah, power yeah, like play. Like you in the said league. yesterday on the watch along, you because it's like you're right. You go watch that Oilers power play, you're like that was terrible. Then you go watch any other game, and you're like, oh, that's most of other teams' power plays. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah so okay. like it's ter- terrible relative to what we're using. The one thing I felt good about is the angle in which Leon scored because yeah. I think Leon's struggling scoring from that spot from those angles this year, yeah. which is another reason why I think last year was the year for us like win win with Derek Ryan and thing and Leon being like whatever. But the fact that Leon needs a little more confidence in those terrible angle shots that he normally scores from. I just last night's game was awful. That second period. It's, that's that just second it. period, it's not the like, whole game, though. That first period, we should have been up three uh, three extra goals. Yeah, the, the those two saves the and then Derek Ryan breakaway. Like, come on. Yep. You score those like St. Louis was lucky to have to be in that. And Tyler's now out of here. Tyler's going to get oh, his DoorDash. If only we did this podcast at the same time every Friday. Yeah. That would allow us a little bit of planning for his pee Chicken McNuggets that's are getting to him right now. Well, you know, he has a sippy cup out there and he takes a little juicy juice and he has too much and he gets excited and then he has it to pee pee. young fella. Yeah. He didn't even close the door properly. No, he didn't. Normally he wears a diapy, but not today. No. He's got a lot of shows to do. That's what he does for a trade deadline, yeah. I heard. Mm hmm. He just goes, mm. you know, fly. that's why these chairs got replaced. <laughs> it's got to wipe them down constantly. They were so wet. <laughs> Moist. Moist. We tried our best. We brought in hair dryers and we were, we're yeah, then it just stunk in here. <laughs> you know, it's like when I was growing up, my grandma used to boil kidneys. Mm. I don't know if my grandpa would eat them. Listen, the if you boil them, then you fry them in like garlic and onions and stuff. You bring a little bit of flavor to them. But Oh, I'm uh, with you on there. But like when you're boiling a kidney, the whole house stinks like piss. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, ask the idiots time. Nationgear.ca. We got some events up at nationgear.ca. I'd love to tell you about. February 24th. That's not, that's the first one. We're raising some money for free play for kids. It is a BOA game night. As if you don't want to have a watch party with us at Greta. You can challenge Tyler to the football game. And if you beat Tyler, he will pay your bar tab up to $2,500. It's true. <laughs> He's not here to say no. Now well, He hasn't said no, so. Tyler, do you agree? Say nothing. Perfect. Huge. Huge. Perfect. Challenge Tyler. Get yourself a $2,500 bar tab. <laughs> Just got to beat him with the football game. Tyler, do you agree? Say nothing. Perfect. Say you're getting armchair GM horny. (laughs) I am getting armchair GM horny. (laughs) Press the button. (laughs) Is that on this one or is that on the other one? Uh, It's on the other one. Ah. Uh, I also want to tell you about March 2nd. That is a matinee against Seattle. We are going back to Greta. That is for brunch for Ben. The Stelters are going to be there, and I'm very, very excited to see them. Very, very excited to raise some money for the Ben Stelter Foundation. And I'm very, very excited to see all of you. Go to nationgear.ca, click the events tab, and get yourself some tickets. There he comes. And if he says nothing at all outside of being welcome back, then you know what I said is accurate. That's Tyler, true. do you agree? It was a number one. Don't worry. <laughs> I was gone for like 90 seconds. So you do agree then? You agree? <sighs> Just say yes and we'll move on. Yeah, sure. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> Ask the idiots for our friends at nationgear.ca. <laughs> got four questions here. Well, let's rip through them. We got some Oilers questions. We got a little bit of uh, nation vacation question. Of course, we're going to Arizona Sunday morning. We're on a plane bright and early. Yeah. Very, very excited. Liam's been working on his coyote side. impression. You want to give us a go? Like a call? Yep. I'll save it for the game. <laughs> oh, that's boring. You tease. You, you have to come if you want to hear it. 
We sold it out already. He's going to do oh. it at the Devil's Advocate as well for our pregame party. That's one thing I wanted to tell you, Tyler. <laughs> We're going to be doing pre and post game at the Devil's Advocate Sports Grill. It is only moments away from the teeny tiny mullet arena. That's where we're going to be. Pre and post game. They have alcohol. I'm pretty sure they do. It is a sports grill. So not just will they have drinks, but they will also have grill. Mm. And Tyler just texted me that McMullet has got his own bobblehead. Grill or grills? And he took it to the site of the JFK shooting. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) JFK. Which part though? Like from the in the fence (laughs) from the the. Checking out the sixth floor window from the shooting (laughs) with his bobblehead. Okay. That is an unhinged tweet to post. (laughs) McMullen, what are you doing, man? I love it. History lesson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Well, McMullen, shout out on the podcast. Now that I know it's somewhat close. No, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Ask the idiots, nationgear.ca. Go get tickets to the events. Add Greta the 24th and March 2nd. Tyler is enjoying himself again. Remember what I said about the tab. Mm -hmm. He's got you. He already agreed. Oh, shit. Rick, our first question to ask you is this one comes in from Devin. What's the biggest difference you see between what the Oilers are doing right now and what they were doing during the winning streak? And I don't want to hear scoring, like, obviously. <laughs> scoring more goals than the other team. <laughs> right now, they're they're not able to keep the puck out of the net like they were able to in that whole streak. So I think for a good chunk of it, we were two goals against or less, correct? Yep. Um, right now, they're not able to do that. I know you'd want to score more, but they, they're they not keeping the puck out of the net, whether it's a PK, <clears throat> five on five, it don't matter. They weren't Tyler, having, what's the difference? They weren't having as many moments where they gift wrap the other team golden opportunities. It was something they did in the playoffs. They struggled with it last year. And during that winning streak, like you'd go through a game and it'd be like, hey, Stuart Skinner made like four grade A saves. And that was the four times the Oilers kind of fell apart. But now we're getting games against, I, I would. Don't forget those last 10 minutes where we went, how many games in a row where we let up like three or four shots yeah. in, the, in and the last 10 minutes? We knew when to clamp it down for the most part, even if, in the games where the Oilers weren't playing well it was kind of more of like a malaise than like, Oh, they're turning over pucks left, right and center and giving the other team all these looks like again, against Detroit, they had seven to 10 brutal decisions that resulted in quality scoring chances against or moments where they're standing around and Stuart Skinner bailed them out three or four times, but he can't bail them out every time. So I just think the biggest difference is the structure that they were playing with and their ability to just go out and play at least mistake free hockey, even if it wasn't always great hockey, that's gone for whatever reason. Liam, what is the biggest difference you see from the win streak to what's going on now? There is no trust in the forward group. And what do you mean? then just changing lines every time something goes wrong. I think during the win streak, obviously things are going right more often than not. And I think we saw some consistency and we discussed it kind of off the top right with the line. So I would just say the biggest difference for me is the lack of trust within the forward group from the coaching staff. Nation Dan, biggest difference between the win streak and now. Uh, I feel like this, I feel like this team that we're seeing now started to show its head during the end of that win streak. I think that the team went away from playing team defense and has now started to cheat again to try and get that extra offense. I, you see it when they, they fly the zone a little bit quicker and that's when the mistakes seem to be happening for me. So I just think that the team is, is cheating to try and get that offense. And I, I don't know if that's a combination of lack of faith in your forwards or, or what it is, but yeah, I just think that the team defense is gone from this team again. Uh-huh. I think for me, the biggest difference is 
I mean, the next question is about the penalty kill, so I'll just leave that one for the next question. But I think the biggest difference is just they're not playing as simply. And that's a boring answer for me, but they try to do too much when things are going poorly. Force passes through. They try and drop passes when there's not appropriate. They're doing button hooks at the boards when it's there's nothing there. That stupid Leon in the in the in the slot back pass instead of just shooting it from where you like. yeah it's just it's like they're overthinking everything that's going on and when they're playing at their best it's very much shoot at the puck shoot the puck in the net get to the front bang it home and then that opens up the space for the nicer goals that follow after that but right now they're not doing any of the simple stuff they're just trying to get the pretty shit done go over and look at all those goals from the third period against detroit yeah or even just the one that Corey perry scored in the third period last night it was he was right at the goal mouth got the puck quick spin beats Bennington. you know not everything has to be pretty but they're all beautiful to me next question reversing the order dan you're up first this one comes in from kathy if you had to give your take on what's wrong with the pk right now what is the biggest problem i think it kind of just steals from my lot or lends to my last answer which is that the team just feels like they're pushing for something extra whether that's an opportunity on a shorthanded we saw it last night once they were down now so i mean situationally it's a little different but i just I just don't feel like this team is playing the same team defense that they were before. I really liked the mentality that it felt like they were trying to shift in. We're making the PK really own that PK was good, but yeah, I just, I just don't see the team defense right now. Liam, what is the biggest difference on the PK? What's the biggest problem on the PK? I should say. Uh, yeah, I kind of just agree with Dan, to be honest. I think this team has just lost a, a defensive identity at the moment and is trickling into the penalty kill. Tyler. I just if uh, the penalty kill for me and just to build off Liam's point there they get too cute like again we saw yesterday it wasn't the Connor Browns and Matthias Janmarks that were on the ice when they were getting burned that one PK that resulted in the Buchnevich goal McDavid had two chances to clear and then it was Nurse or CeCe I think who had two chances to clear as well and they just didn't get it out so for me it's just and maybe it was because they were losing at that point or whatever and they were trying to force things but it's just getting too cute is killing me on there Rick. There's some bad balances. There's some bad luck that this puck has ended up on their team stick. But the fact they can't get the puck out on their first try is yep. is really hurting them. And then those two things are just going to lead into a lack of confidence. I think Nuge had a bad one too. Just to build yeah, it's, yeah. And I, I, you get the puck on your stick, and I, the the one by Connor that turned into a goal. I can't get mad at him for that one. Is he gave everything he had on the back end? It was just a weird placement of the shot, and it is what it is. Um, that's going to happen sometimes, but yeah, no, it's just those two little things, and it's running into their confidence level, and those are just kind of spiraling right now. You guys said it. Mine is probably heard me say it on this podcast a bunch of times. Is those three feet on either side of the blue line you cannot give the puck up in that zone. And the Oilers are doing it a lot on the PK last night. I don't know. I don't have a number for you specifically, but how many clearing attempts died in that like three foot zone and came right back into the zone. Huge problem. Get it down the ice. Off the glass and out. Steve classic play. Steve Stavs. Uh, Jumping in the middle. Liam, you're up next. This one comes in from Clay. Should the Oilers consider wavering, waving Connor Brown? Yes or no? No, I would consider waving Yamak instead of Brown. I think Yamaha, I think someone would take the chance on Brown more like, I think ultimately he would clear, but it's more likely someone would take a chance on Brown at 750 than take a chance on Yamaha as a million. Tyler. I actually think the extra year of Derek Ryan might make him the most likely 
to clear all the way through. Yeah, that's, so, also that's why you get two first round picks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, Connor Brown would be the most likely of the three to get claimed. So I would keep him just because I don't want to lose that layer of depth. It's similar to Frank threw us a mock deal about uh, Eberly, where he was like, oh, you get Chicago, give Chicago a fourth round pick and they take Yanmark and keep some Eberly money in the process. And I was kind of like, just wave Yanmark. You get the million dollar savings when he clears and then you can maybe bring him back up in the playoffs if you yeah. were to run into injuries. So I, if I had to choose one to wave, it's probably Derek Ryan or Matias Yanmark, I guess. Dan, you waving Connor Brown? No, I'm not. Uh, I think that, I just think Connor Brown is an Edmonton Oiler now and, and we made that decision before the season even started. So yeah, I, I, I think money wise, you're, you're looking at waving a Yanmark versus a Brown. Rick. Yeah. Um, I don't see the point in it. I don't know why you're waving him. What are you doing in order to fill the spot? Um, but yeah, in terms of, you know, those four guys, I'm probably playing Yanmark and Brown ahead of the other two. I just feel like the other two aren't, they don't like, they're just not, they're not big enough. Sam is good at coming in. Sometimes Derek Ryan, I think is riding that hot streak from last year, which is great for him. I just don't think he has it this year. And I think you can get a little bit more out of, in terms of all aspects of the ice out of Brown and Yanmark. Ryan is, he's skating on last year's success still. Yeah. That's he's riding last know. year's reputation. Yeah. Does he go to Guantanamo Bay? No, but he can go to Bakersfield. Make him stand trial and decide. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think they're not going to wave Connor Brown. Like if, if the point of the question, and I wish there was more context was somebody claims him and you get rid of the bonus. Like that's that ship. Yeah. Let's go. That bonus money is coming. So at 700 and what is it? 750, 775. Yeah, yeah. He's fine. He's probably the best of the four right now. He's fine. And is, I don't know. The expected goals, the stuff I don't really look into. Like that dude's got to pop some here right away. The and I know I've been, I've been saying that for you know probably five weeks now, but he's due. They should just strap him next to dry settle again for like two more games. He's <laughs> got to get one. No, if no you, I mean, there. if you do the same, if you do the same lines last night where you have Corey Perry there, I don't see what the, what's the difference. You could probably wave all four of those guys and none of them would get claimed. Brown might get claimed. Now they're the second worst fourth line in the league. I think Yanmark will get claimed too. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. I hope so. I don't think so. I think if they all got Whatever claimed, clear I would not space be upset. for Adam Ernie, I'm in. No? <laughs> he just wants the egg back. Greg Bring up Kajula. All right. So here's what you do. You work a backdoor deal with the Blackhawks to save money. Why has no one thought of this? I just did. Okay, go ahead. You wave Connor Brown and Matias Yanmark. Mm. Chicago's first on the waiver priority. They claim them both. They retain 50% and we Train give them back. a fourth round pick to get the players back. You just bought yourself some cap space. Now you got a stew going. I'm almost positive you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. You put in some water and now you got a stew going. Now you got a stew going. <laughs> Last question. Can you do that? Make a stew? I'm, you could. I'm no, fairly certain you're not allowed stew, to. Man. You're Pretty not allowed you. to trade for players that you waived <laughs> earlier that year. What? No, you can't <laughs> trade for players you bought out or whatever, but. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure about the waving. I don't know. The buyout is the. I would assume the NHL would step in and say Edmonton. No. At some point, <laughs> charge us. Damn, we really <laughs> wanted him back. They charge us a draft pick for it. All I know is we got to get a stew going. And just get a stew going. Now you got a stew going. <laughs> Last question and arguably the most important one: the nation vacation. We are leaving Sunday morning, 7:30 a.m. We are going to be on a plane down to Arizona. Who wears the crown this weekend, Tyler? Ah, uh, yes, the heavy crown. Well, we got some interesting candidates. BM will be there. Liam, myself, Rick, Gavin. Trip J. Aaron, Trip J. <laughs> oh, Trip J is an interesting one. Well, Tyler's thinking about it. If you don't know what the crown is in our world, it is the drunkest man alive. Where's the crown? Or woman. 
Uh, I'm going to say Chris Chalmers. I think he's going to have it's one a night. Fair pick. One night because his Sunday first night. off, his in laws have a place down there, or is yes. it his parents? One of the two. Yes. So I think there's going to be an evening, one of the two, where the boys, because he brought his kids and his wife, the boys stay home with grandma and grandpa, and Chalmers has a full green light. And I think that night's going to get out of hand. Chalmers with the crown. Liam, who's wearing the crown in Arizona? I will say. I like the Chalmers. I'll say Tyler gets it one night. I could see him getting over a little over the top after he wins his Conor McDavid to assist night on Monday. Mm. And then he has to do a post game show. Nation Dan, who wears the crown? Well, if Waz was going, he's got it for sure. Um, but I'm going to give it to Aaron. I think Aaron is going to take the a good that Arizona state a good mentality and he's going to have some fun with it. It's a good pick. Although Aaron's going to be on time release because he does have to host after dark. Yeah. Post game. Rick, who's wearing the crown? That's an easy one. That's you. Why? <laughs> Just because you're the only guy who, like, you're full blast the whole way. <laughs> now, listen, just because you're, you get the crown doesn't mean you, like, crash and die at 1030 nope. or something like that. But you can. That is how I got it. <laughs> Falling yeah, asleep you, at 1030 you, at night. You, you're pushing the RPMs the whole go. I've redlining from start to finish. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, no, you mean that, that thing is fitted for your skull. It's uh, it, I feel like that's my superpower. It really is. <laughs> like literally he went to the like, oh, guys, I need 30 minute nap. And I can't remember who all the young people were back in that uh, in Vegas at that time. They're like, Oh, he's not coming back. He's, he's, he's coming back. 31 minutes later, doors, the elevator open. <laughs> BM's <coughs> rolling on <and> off. <laughs> I'm giving it to trip J. I hope so. That would be great to see him really let loose. Gavin just sent me the room list. Trip J is my roommate for this trip. Yeah. He's wearing it. Which means Liam gets the bump of getting a room with Rick, which is significant. Yep. Why? Well, because you've been farting the whole time in Toronto. It was yeah, I had to room by myself because of my farts. <laughs> <laughs> I better not be next that, door. That actually came from our the new walls. parent company, yeah, Better no, we'll Collective. Be the, we'll be putting a towel in the <laughs> yeah. truck or something like that. <laughs> there you go. Well, you weren't even at the awkward. He cleared out the aqua concert, man. <laughs> like that, well, that dance floor. The empty. size of the room of your hotel room compared to that well, the venue, the area in that venue he hurt. Someone said that there's a bar somewhere in Scottsdale that's doing $1 PBRs on Sunday. Oh, dear what God. that would do with my body and what I would expel would have the U.S. military contact. <laughs> oh, man. Tyler, did get on I ever plane go, home? Can what I go happened? for a beer right now? Uh, <laughs> oh, $1 PBRs. I'll pay you $1 to not drink PBRs. <laughs> <Game two. laughs> we're going to take a quick break. And we're going to come back for a quick edition of Kennedy's Quill Game. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. 
They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. For our friends at Greta, it is time for Kennedy's Quote Game. We haven't played this in a little bit. Of course, Greta is your home for pre and post game for OilersNation.com. Again, tickets available to the watch parties on the 24th and March 2nd. Available at NationGear.ca. Just on a game day, go on in there. Get some vids in you. Get some wings in you. Pop on in there post game. You might even see Waz wandering around. And if you want that $2,500 bar tab, you know what to do. You know what to do. (laughs) Kennedy? Hello. Um, get your pens and papers out. We are back at it. Um, I have a prize for the boys again this week. So again? whoever wins will win a prize. So mm. put your cards out. All right, here we go. Uh, number one, I have Jesse's girl. God. That's... Number two, eating us. Is it a person that is alive? Okay. Could be any of us. Mm-hmm. Number three, <laughs> I do enjoy how you called Ryan Nugent Hopkins a, a young lad. Okay. Number four, what the fuck did you just say? That could be anybody. <laughs> okay. Number five, it's just business. You come in, you do it, you get out of there. Yep. Easy. Smash it. Okay. Put my feet up for this last one. I, I nailed all six. <laughs> That's bold. <laughs> Go ahead. Number six. I get the emails about Drake not showing up. Yep. Yeah. Told you I had it. Uh-uh. <laughs> Same guy got the ones about pinball not coming to. He'll be in Phoenix, though. What was the one about? Sorry, there's one that was asking about. Fuck. Number three, I think it is. Uh, I do enjoy how you call Ryan Nugent Hopkins the young That's lad. That's the one I was looking for. Thank you. The young lad was what I was trying to. Just a little boy. He's a young lad. When I was just a little boy. Tell me when you're locked and loaded, boys. I'm, I'm ready. I think we're all in. We're all in? Okay. Number one, I had Jesse's girl. Uh, Dan. I guess it was me. I said BM. I said Liam. Yeah, BM. I got Dan. His intro music now. I kind of forgot the rest of the song, to be honest. Yeah. I was. I, do you know what I had in my head for obviously? I had Jesse's girl. But I couldn't <sighs> think of the B. That was one a Liam. For one. Shit. Oh, for one. one. For one. Alrighty. Well, not so cocky now, are we, Liam? Liam didn't get his own. <laughs> <laughs> forgot about my singing phase. Number two. Is it a person that is alive? Damn. I said Rick. I said Liam. That sounds like something dumb that I would say. I feel bad. I have Liam. Hmm. The Oilers. It was. It was a straight cap dump. The return didn't necessarily matter, though it is a person that is alive. What was the the return? 
Son of a bitch. Uh, Rick talking had me thinking. Yeah. Alrighty. Number three. I do enjoy how you call Ryan Nugent Hopkins the young lad. Dan? I said Liam. I said Rick. I said uh, me. I said Rick. I said Tyler. Here's a quote. 383. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do, I do enjoy how you yes. called Ryan Nugent Hopkins the young lad. Boy. Emphasis on I guessed Rick for each of the next two, so that's not going well. <laughs> well, there's three left, though. Alrighty, what the fuck did you just say? Rick. Damn. I said Tyler. I said Tyler. I have Tyler. I have Liam. Why? I don't know. <laughs> to just round it out to get a little cherry on top of your Bakewell tart. The what the fuck did you just say? Connor McDavid. I like how Tyler sold that as anybody could say this. No, no, it couldn't. It was Ty. Alrighty. uh, It's just business. You come in, you do it, you get out of there. Rick. Bagged milk. Bagged milk. Uh, Rick again. I have Dan. All-star game. Sell it to Disney. What do you mean more like the Olympics? Uh, Just like very like statistical and very record based and that's it it's just business you come in you do it and you get out of there one that's what we're talking about oh son of a gun this Alrighty. is not good <laughs> last one oh, i just saw gm come okay. on um i get the emails about drake not showing up that's dan. That dan. Was dan bm dan i had me that's bm i know that's for me i remember the day here, here, here it is huh? <laughs> it might it might not drake might be there Probably not. You never know. Well, might this, be. We're not going on this promise lens again, are we? <laughs> well, you never know, though. I mean, I no get the emails, Rick. I get the emails about Drake not showing up. <laughs> that one's actually a call memory of mine for the show. Dan saying that because he was visibly I, frustrated. I, I think about that quote all the time. Uh, yeah. Alrighty, how we do, boys? Three. One. I had two. One. Three. I got three. So tie quote. It's our room. Wow. Yes. Why do we win? Well, I guess I'll just give you both one. But a bag uh, of hot mustard Doritos. You each get a box of Oodle Noodle nudes. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. That'll actually, that'll play. Just like folks that give us a review. Yes, you also get, you can also, if we read your quote or your review on the pod, you get, email me and we'll you all get a box voucher. Well, ding dong. on Tuesday. Beautiful. Thanks, boys. There goes Kennedy. Kennedy's Goodbye, Kennedy. What are we doing about this Tuesday show? Uh, we're going to do it from 40,000 feet. Oh, I like that. We'll that would actually be fun. kind of funny. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Kennedy's Quote Game in the books. Better wrap up the podcast with Hot and Cold Performers. We're running long. Tyler might have to pee again. I actually have to go to the little boys' room. Now Liam has to go to the little boys' room. We've got five minutes until a nation vacation meeting. So we'll wrap this up. Hot and cold performers. I've got some rumors I want to touch on, but we'll save them for Tuesday. And the silly season report oh, brought mm. to you by Bag Milk. Start off with our veggies as we always do in hot and cold performers. So I'm going to look at Rick. You were up right beside me and I'm going to come to you first for your cold performer of the week. Well, I listened to it yesterday, but I didn't really like the new Kanye album. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I just, I, I, I want... Old school Kanye. I want mm. graduation. That's that's yep. the sound. That's that's what I'm looking for. I'm just here to get paid. Come on. <laughs> burr, burr, burr. Tyler, you're up next. Your cold form of the week. 
My cold performer of the week is best shape of their life season. Blue Jays fans are fully drinking the Kool-Aid and like, look how skinny Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is 50. We have done this. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has gotten skinnier every single time he's begun a new season in Major League Baseball. And also the Alec Manoa thing. Like, oh, he's skinny. He's going to be pitching so good. Remember when CeCe Sabathia lost all that weight, became an instantly shitty pitcher and put it all back on and got better again? No, it means nothing. Baseball fans right now are driving me nuts. I'm upset. To be a good pitcher, you have to be slightly overweight. I just think baseball is <laughs> so Rolls. like it's so what's the word? Bartolo Cologne. Technique mm-hmm. and like yeah. all that. Yeah. And then as soon as you like Change mess things, with your body, yeah. you're changing everything. Even Vladdy, like again, he's slimmed down, he's jacked. I hope it works. I'm just not sitting here being like he lost weight, 50 home runs incoming. It doesn't work like Different that. Different sports. Those Same principle, were- Tyler. <clears throat> The David Beckham documentary talks about when he got shredded for like some photo shoot. His balance was all off mm-hmm. kilter. Mm. That happened to me. Hate when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm not shredded. Yeah. Me photo shoot. <laughs> my run of not going to the gym. Like I give Rick all my gym passes and I have for years. You know, Liam, you're up next. You're cold form of the week. Um, I've been thinking about how I'm going to word this one. So I'm just going to do it off the cuff. So the Crusaders made a post the other day of how they're going to host a pride night. Oh. And some of the comments on this page were absolutely outrageous. And I, I really couldn't believe it. I retweeted it. And then the next day I locked and my followers were down on Twitter. I was like, what happened? I lost like 15 plus followers from me retweeting that there was going to be a pride night. And I just want to say, like, I'm not trying to push anything on anybody, but just like, if you don't like something, just, be, just don't spread the hate about be it, normal. you know? Like, just be nice to people. It's so unnecessary. I would say that you're probably better off, though. Though I yes. think so, too. Like, and if you don't want to go to that game, don't go. Don't go. Like, it's not our loss. And just so you know, there's someone who works for the Crusaders who does these games every single time you go, who is a part of that community as well. So I hope that also stops you from going because we don't want you there if you don't want to come. For that boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Nation Dan, you're up. Your cold performer of the week. Second did what Liam said. That was a, that was a good one. Uh, my cold performer of the week is going to go to the NHL for uh, deciding to send out a strongly worded letter to the teams uh, yesterday, it appears, uh, due to the gritty celebration <laughs> that is going around right now. I think might be one of the dumbest things the league has done in a, in a run of things that they've done that are really dumb. Uh this league and hockey is a sport that figures itself out. It, it literally has the ability to police itself baked into the rules. So for me, let Wallman go out and do the gritty, let the Carolina hurricanes go out and do their storm surge. Let's have some fun and get some unique marketing opportunities into this league. And then also on the other side of that, you get to have Nikita Zadaroff taunt Wallman during the game last night. And, Hockey fans are having a blast with that now today. Nothing to do with the NHL's memo that was sent out. It's just absolutely silly for the league to keep getting involved in this stuff and trying to stop its own fun from happening. Joke, nonsense. NHL sending out strongly worded letters to its team gets my cold performer of the week. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. You know who wants to see the gritty? Stephen A. Smith. There you go. I think it's great. Hockey's supposed to be entertaining. Yes. Watching those guys chirp each other with their stupid dance is Perfect. fine by me. I love it. The only gritty I care about is when Tyler does it anyway. You know? Fallen. Not enough of the eye thing, though, I find in your gritty. Mm, I'd fair. like to add that. I hope someone cuts that 
Balling from him. Balling. <laughs> There's a clean one for you. Cut that. Uh, my cold performer of the week is just, I'm going back to the Oilers. It's the PK. It was so good leading up to the all-star break. And somehow they've given up seven power play goals in their last four games. It is no bueno. And the PK is my cold performer of the week. What the hell is going on? Exactly. Let's wrap up the podcast with some positives. Nation Dan, you're up first. Your hot performer of the week. Well, it's going to go out to another uh, little bit of shenanigans that happened this week. It's going to go to Ridley Grigg and Morgan Riley for uh, the saga that they created uh, by Ridley just trying to slap a puck in empty into the empty net. Uh, really upset everybody. I love it. I think that this league just needs more conversation like this and more back and forth and build up those rivalries. So Ridley Grigg and Morgan Riley for creating a spelling bee that every social media manager had to uh, <laughs> ch- challenge and tackle with. You get my hot performer of the week. Put some respect on my name. <laughs> Liam, you're up next. Your hot performer of the week. My hot performer of the week. Um, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say the trip we have coming up. I think it's going to be very fun to hang out with a lot of people. It looks like a lot of regulars are going to come up and hang out with us in the desert. And I'm excited to wear shorts again and my white shoes. Mm-hmm. And also have Rick as my roommate. That'll be a real, real change of pace. I think it'll be good for our relationship. He's a hot guy. <laughs> right. See, you know what you're going to learn about rooming with Rick? Cause I've roomed with him on many a nation vacation. He's going to take care of you. Now, before I go to bed, pop in two Advils. It's because the big man right beside me. It's true. You got to be prepared. Always prepared. Make sure to pack your pharmacy. It'll be good. Uh, Tyler, you're up next. Your hot performer of the week. Uh, My hot performer of the week goes out to last Sunday. Nick Taylor won the Waste Management Open, a Canadian golfer who is absolutely just clutch with the flat stick. He's given us some good Canadian golf moments over the last couple of years, and he's going to win a major. Nick Taylor, hot performer. The big guy is smoking hot. Rick, your hot performer of the week. Usher. That performance at halftime was incredible. 14 songs and every single song that came out, you got jacked up even more for. Now I'm going to say something controversial that the guy beside me isn't going to like very much, but Usher in his prime absolutely trashes Drake in his prime. Which guy beside you, Tyler or me? In what metric? (laughs) Tyler. Every metric. Number one hits? No. Well, you, straight bangers, no ability straight bangers, to rap, 100%. no. percent Straight bangers, no way. There's Hulk no, per 60, There's no. no chance Drake can go out there and do what Usher did with 14 songs. It's where everybody knows every word. So he's got a tripod. He can't move around Come like that. on, Rick. I'm serious. And then Drake cannot have a stage performance like Usher. That part is probably true. That part is probably true. Usher got some moves. The only move Thirteen Drake. number one hits for Drake. Asha has nine. Bangers. <laughs> <laughs> what and nightclub can you play in all those Drake things? Because every nightclub that's going off is playing the Usher stuff. That is true. In I remember my it didn't even uh, my yeah, ranch like, There's a lot of old stuff there. But listen, even the young people knew all the songs. Yeah, and they did not go into everything. Seeing Luda. Walk on the stage. Come like, on. Listen, when, Luke, when they did, yeah, transported right back to Cowboys 25 cent draft. <laughs> I am pouring out of that box. JD was on the stage. One of the best ever. Uh, what he does. He, yeah. I didn't know. I or thought it was CeeLo. CeeLo. Yeah. CeeLo. <laughs> yeah. My hot performer of the week is all of you that are coming on the nation vacation this weekend. If you've never been on one, I'm looking forward to having you appear on your first. They're always a great time. Can't wait to watch the game with you at Mullet Arena. There's going to be 50 of us in that tiny little barn, and we're basically taking up Tyler. How, what's the percentage? Uh, 1%. Like 62. <laughs> 
We are taking up a big chunk of that thing ourselves. Just Tyler didn't understand your question. Vacation, vacation. <laughs> no, I did. On real life the other day, I was like, whoa, we're 50 people of 5,000. That's I was 10%. Like, I was like, that's 10%. And I was like, wait, no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> I just can't wait to hang out with everybody this weekend. It's going to be an early flight, but that means we've got plenty of time to get after it when we get down to Tempe, Arizona. Mm. And I found out today there's a Taco Bell Cantina, so there's an honorary Hot performer of the week. For the record, one before 10, 10 before one will have to be done on the airplane or in their airport. That's fine. I'll be at Chili's or whatever Unless the equivalent you want to get one on is the on the American side. You know? Mm, yeah. I remember. There you go. That wraps up Oilers Nation Radio for the week. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Tuesday. It's just I don't know how or when or where. In the airport. From the airport. So says Liam. That's where it'll be. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.